somebody is listening to this podcast and God is putting it on your heart, you are the man to do this in your city, in your church, with your friends. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Elif and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. We're honored to have you again, taking time to listen and hopefully learn together some truths about revival and what God wants to do. I'm Kyle Reno. This is Bill Elif. Uh, we have the privilege of hosting these next moments together. And today we're going to look at what God wants to do, not just in a church, uh, not just in the life of an individual, but what does God want to do in the life of a city? And I know the Lord's taught you a lot about that, Bill. So lead us into the city, man. Well, and we've got some great testimonies today about where this is happening across our nation. It's happening in many places. Uh, We wrote a little piece that is available to you, and I want to tell you about it. Uh, called Inviting God's Manifest Presence to Your City. That's right. Inviting God's Manifest Presence to Your City. And this is available on the on the One Cry website. Uh, you know, that website is designed to be interactive. So if you want revival in your personal life, there's a section you click on and all kinds of resources in your church, in your community, and in our nation. This is under the community section. And uh, so I'm not going to cover it all today, but I I just want to talk about one thing that is God's tool to invite His presence. In in this piece, I began this way, and I just want to read this. Are you interested in seeing every church in your city filled to capacity every day with people crying out to God in prayer and God answering those prayers? Are you interested in hundreds, perhaps thousands of people saved in a season of overwhelming spiritual harvest, as many as 15% of your population coming to Christ in the next few years? Are you interested in denominational differences not destroyed, but placed in proper perspective so that there's no hindrance to true unity among God's true church in the city and increased unity about the foundational doctrines of the faith? Are you interested in prejudice and pride being eradicated among the believers in your city? The pastors and Christian leaders of your city becoming best friends, churches supporting each other with such generosity that there is no more need in the entire body of Christians in a whole city. Uh, The government and educational leaders calling on the church first to help with spiritual and social needs because the power of God is obvious to everyone. God's presence so overwhelmingly visible in your community that he cannot be ignored by a watching world. Now, if you are a Christian and you're breathing today, you want that. And what I'm telling you is that's what happened in times at of of spiritual awakening and revival. And it happens in individuals. It happens in churches. But what's beautiful is when this expands to the community and to a whole city. And it's happened multiple times in our history. So this, this piece that we're offering to you today asks this question, what would it take 
to see an extraordinary movement of the Spirit of God that would produce extraordinary results in your city? And how can you and I cooperate with that process? Now, in this, uh, in this tool that we want to make available to you, there, there are 10 different things that are listed. But as we begin, I just want to talk about one. And that is, if you want that in your city, you have to build authentic friendships. Now, you say, Bill, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, Bob Bakke, who's probably uh, one of the foremost authorities on the Second Great Awakening in our nation, loves to make this statement that history is changed among friends. History is changed among friends. And that's not just in a spiritual sense. That, that happens politically. That happens uh, culturally. It's changed among friends. But spiritually, when the people of God in a city become friends and there develops a relational uh, grid, God has opportunity to explode beyond just one church, beyond just one life. Jesus was a friend of sinners and the movement of his spirit began with relationships. Now, you just think about this from all kinds of stratas of society. I don't think we can improve on that plan. <laughs> I believe that's how Jesus did it, and we can do it too. One of my dear friends is a pastor in Reno, Nevada. His name's Brent uh, Brooks, and uh, his testimony, his full testimony, is in this document. Brent uh, came to a One Cry event. And he went home so burdened for his city. And Reno is a, is a particularly evil city. And it has a history. It was birthed out of some, uh, a lot of evil practices. And uh, so he's so burdened for his city. And he said, what do I do to see a movement of God happen in this city? And uh, he began to think about that and pray about it. And he said, you know, I don't even know the pastors in our city. So he started just, you go to lunch every day, he started calling different pastors, all different denominations, and just taking them to lunch. I mean, what a novel idea. <laughs> what a hard thing to do, right? And what he discovered to his amazement was there were a group of, of evangelical pastors that were meeting and had been meeting for many months praying for revival. He discovered there was a whole group of charismatic pastors that had been meeting for 18 months praying for revival. He, he discovered there was a movement in the Hispanic churches in the city, and they had been meeting for a long time praying for revival. He discovered six different groups, and all of those groups were praying for the same thing because of the need in the city, and they didn't even know that each other existed. So he called us one day and said, what do, we, what do I do with this? And uh, I said to him, why don't we just try to get them all in the same room? So one Saturday, we invited all the leaders of, the, of those separate streams to come together. And I was there. 400 people came into this church where it was being held weeping. And they were looking over at this brother and this brother and some that they worked with and, and their workplace, and you too, you too. And we got together, and I'm telling you, that thing exploded. The next year, I came, 
And there were 900 people that were gathered. And out of that, all kinds of initiatives have come in Reno. And I want to tell you something. They think revival is coming to America and it's going to start in Reno, Nevada. Now, how did that start and how did it spread? It spread by friendships. Because history is changed among friends. And if you long to see a spiritual act, a movement in your community, it will take a willingness by pastors and spiritual leaders to spend time developing friendships with people that you may disagree on some things. I love what Mark Vrogop said, who's now a pastor in Indianapolis. He was in the uh, Michigan and Grand Rapids area, and a movement of God happened, and it happened among all different denominations. And he, he said, you know, we didn't try to say we didn't have any differences, but we decided to prioritize our differences. And we united on the things we could unite on, which was the Lord Jesus Christ, His Word, our desperate need, and our need to join together and let one united cry come up from the spiritual leaders of the city. And it did. And by the way, God heard and He answered in a mighty and unusual way. So... If you want a movement, and by the way, God is beginning movements in cities across our nation in a pretty unprecedented way right now. You're going to hear a testimony here in just a moment. But you say, well, how do I start? Well, take somebody to lunch. <laughs> just take somebody to lunch and, and pray together. Start praying together. That may be two pastors, five pastors, 10 pastors. It may be uh, 10 people from 10 different churches to just begin to pray together. Because when you get in a room in the presence of God, all of the other things kind of melt away and our hearts begin to be united with what is in the Father's heart. And uh, I, I tell you, Kyle, uh, God has always done this in revival. Right. You think about the 1857 revival yeah. when people, just ordinary Christians, right. started coming together every day at the noon hour right. to cry out to God for revival, and right. soon there were 50,000 people meeting wow. in revival, which was unbelievable. They just That started with one man yeah. and six people that joined him. Yeah. And it just grew and grew and grew. So yes, we're going to hear a testimony uh, from two guys yeah. who've been in the Austin area and God's lived it. lived it. And so be carefully listen to these two precious men of God from Austin, Texas. Well, I am really thrilled to be with two dear friends uh, and men that God is greatly using in their in their city and their state and just around the country. And we're thrilled to be joined by uh, Trey Kent and who's at the Northwest Fellowship in Austin, Texas and Kai Bowman, the infamous Kai Bowman, who is uh, at Hyde Park Church there in Austin. And uh, guys, I, I'm just so grateful for you. Uh, uh, Trey and Kai have written a book together and uh, about what we're going to talk about today. The name of that book 
uh, is city of prayer, city of prayer, right. Is a little segue to that. I was giving you a little chance to jump in, (laughs) but uh, city of prayer is a great book on, on, on a movement of city prayer. And uh, so I'm just going to let you guys jump in here, but let me ask you just, there, there are people that are listening that long to see a movement of prayer in their city, but they don't have any model uh, and they don't have, uh, they haven't seen it. And so they don't know how to help facilitate that or uh, kind of uh, accelerate movement towards that. The first thing we would say is get your book, right? That, because you, you spent a long time thinking through just that question. But for the sake of this, this podcast and this testimony, uh, how, how did that begin uh, in you two guys? I know there's multiple movements in Austin of prayer that are all complementary with each other, but how did the particular movement that you're involved in, how did that start and start across denominational lines? Uh, Trey needs to start that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Bill, my wife and I were on a prayer walk one night in 2008, and we really felt like the Lord said to us that he wanted to see Austin covered in night and day prayer by this simple model that churches would adopt one day of prayer every month and would pray for 24 hours for our city. And so uh, that was what we really, you know, I, didn't, I asked the Lord, is that even biblical? And uh, he gave me First Thessalonians 5.18, which is pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we started, the unceasing prayer uh, movement, is what we call it. And uh, churches began adopting a day of prayer and praying uh, for our city. And we started off with 31 churches. And it's kind of been growing every year. It's been going 13 years now. And uh, it's a simple model that, uh, you know, a medium-sized city, good-sized city can do it, even a small city. And uh, there's some places that have contacted us that have got our book and, and are reading it and are doing in a small city. They're having churches adopt one day a week and just pray for the city. And uh, some do 24 hours, some don't. But we found that once you get started and get the church praying on your day, something happens. Mm. Goal is not just adopting that day of prayer. It's building a culture of prayer. Right. Which is the big win. And I, I, I kept emailing this guy across town, Kai Bowman, and trying to get him involved. And he never answered any of my emails. <laughs> he can tell you how he got involved in this with us. It's been amazing. Well, yeah, uh, really about the same time that God was dealing in Trey's heart about getting more engaged in prayer. I didn't know Trey. Uh, the Lord was stirring in my heart to lead Hyde Park to be a house of prayer, which I had no idea what that meant. Uh, somebody told me about Jim Simbla, and the only thing I knew about Jim Simbla was the choir. I mean, I was not connected to that. So that was all happening in my church, and I was trying to figure it all out. Trey was emailing me about prayer, but I thought it was a spam type email. I didn't know it was actually, I didn't know he was really emailing me. And so eventually a mutual friend uh, got us together. And and I could just tell you that I've never had more of an uh, an immediate connection with, with another brother uh, or it's rarely happened. I'll say it like that. It was like, it was like your Bluetooth connecting, you know, it just happened. And when it happens, it's on. And so once I met Trey, uh, just the conversation we had around the things of God, around the issue of prayer, 
the books we're reading, the books that had informed us, the vision we had, it was uh, it just came together like that. So it's a sovereign move of God. But like any move of God, there have to be men and women who are willing to lean heavy into that move and do whatever it takes to stay in that flow. And Trey is that kind of guy. And and I, you know, try to keep up. But God has continued to use that partnership uh, here and beyond here, obviously, in a lot of ways. So it's it's been very rewarding for me personally to partner with Trey and the Unceasing Prayer Movement. You know, David uh, Bryant in New York, who's studied this for decades, uh, said you can't find any citywide movement uh, or beyond that of prayer that there is not some enduring leaders. Yeah, uh, I know here in Little Rock, we've got a, a, a pastor who was a former army ranger and uh, he's a short guy and uh, got a little paunch in his stomach, you know, and but he's just a bulldog. He just he just won't let go. And yeah. for for 25 years now, he's he's been the guy that uh, more than anyone has has kept us going. And I know it takes leaders too. Uh, there's something yeah. about God raising up some guys that that this is on their heart and they just won't let go. Uh, I know the unceasing prayer. You started with the, you know, everybody adopting a day. Uh, there's uh, that's expanded some, hasn't it, to uh, some gatherings and things. It has. And I think one of the key things, and Kai's kept pushing this with us, Kai and I got to be friends and every day or every week we were encouraging each other. And that's how the relationship flourished over all these years. And other guys joined us. It's, it's an amazing network of guys that are really committed to prayer in our city. But we just we really thought, you know, we need to bring the, the congregations together. It's one thing for us as pastors to pray together, which we've been doing for years. But we decided that quarterly we wanted to have a prayer meeting where we'd invite congregations together and bring pastors on the stage. So there might be 15 pastors that pray that night with worship mixed in and the congregations involved, they don't sit and watch. And so we've been doing that and we've been seeing prayer um, kind of move beyond just the local church setting to it really marking our city. And we've been doing that for, for probably seven years now. And it's been a real blessing and it, involved, it lets everybody be a part of it. And so we'll move it around town, we'll do it, you know, south, north, we'll just move it around. And uh, yeah. now we're seeing, you know, prayer movements begin in the suburbs where we've been covering Austin in night and day prayer and other suburbs are wanting to cover there. I mean, it's moving across our city. That's so awesome. You know, I, one of our friends that we all know and love, Bob Bakke, who is a, mm great leader in the prayer movement across the nation. Bob always says history has changed among friends. Mm. You know, movements happen among friends. You, you always, mm. you always see that. And, and I've noticed in city movements, people start out wanting to do this by just sending out a general announcement, you know, mm. and it kind of like yeah. you or Kai, you know, who is this yeah. guy? What's his right. agenda? Yeah. But when you start uh, just having lunch together, right. praying together, right. and your hearts are knit together, then God has a, there's a relational grid in there that kind of fuels that. Kai, well, uh, yeah. as you guys have been at this now for uh, several years, uh, share with us, you, you and Trey, what are the benefits? I mean, what have you seen 
as the results of that. And then maybe just uh, let's land this with just some practical, what do I do? I'm a pastor sitting in a, in a town or a city and I just long for this. What are just some first steps that I can take? Yeah. Well, I, Obviously, I hesitate in trying to take any credit for it because the one thing I know is this is a work of God. Right. But you're, you know, the principle you said earlier about leadership is absolutely absolute. You know, uh, leading a prayer movement is like driving your car. You don't take your hands off the wheel or you're going to be in trouble. So, you know, Trey and I and many others are very committed to it. So leadership is key. You've got to have that enduring leader principle. Huge. Uh, the friendship principle is huge. Trey and I work together. Uh, we share this. Um, but <clears throat> I would say uh, this is what God wants. That's the number one thing I would say. This mm-hmm. is really what God wants. And mm-hmm. when he finds a city of men or men and women or churches that are open to this, it's going to happen. And I'm not saying that it it isn't happening in certain cities because there aren't people desperate for it, because I know that's there are many cities where it hasn't happened yet. But when I came to Austin 25 years ago, or when Trey came 27, 28 years ago, this was not happening. And uh, I had a longing in my heart long before I met Trey uh, that somehow God would make Austin a, an epicenter city of a move of God. You know, that something would happen here that could not be explained except from the hand of God. And I didn't really know what I was praying for, but I knew Austin desperately needed it because it's a very secular, uh, fast growing, mostly unchurched city. So in terms of uh, what we've seen, that's the question. uh, This isn't a cop out. It may seem like it at first. The fact that we have a prayer movement is an indication of revival in Austin, Texas. Uh, and the, the cool thing about it, and I, Trey and I were talking about this not too long ago. Uh, you know, when I think about the men who are highly committed to the prayer movement, and we've ra- we could rattle off, you know, Bill Elif and Michael Catt and Ronnie Floyd and Steve Gaines and Robbie Gallaty, and there are some others. There are almost as many men and ministries highly committed to prayer in Austin, Texas, as I know combined everywhere else. It's yeah. unbelievable. And yeah. so this, when you sit back and look at it, you know, step back from it and you realize this is a thing God has chosen to do. Uh, but again, he's looking for men who will lean heavy into it. So the presence of the prayer movement itself, the, the ongoing nature of it, the sustainability of it. That is an evidence that revival is here. Now, are we seeing the same uh, re, uh, evidences that some local churches are seeing? You know, some maybe, but not as much as we would like. But the very fact that we have the space where we can come together, where we have the kind of fellowship that we have, where prayer is almost a defining characteristic of our city. That's a move of God. I mean, we didn't do that. We're just, you know, but very, very happy to be a part of it. Amen. Uh, the great quote by Matthew Henry that when God intends 
great mercy on his people. He always starts his people praying. Amen. And that's God initiated, God initiated yeah. it. Trey, what, what do you, as you look back now and you observe, uh, here was, it was, it was just a sovereign move of God. We will all, but they're the practical things that God did that maybe somebody could look at that and say, this is not a formula, but these are just some, some, um, you know, some parts of the journey that when you look at other cities, they all kind of generally follow along the same path. Great question, Bill. I think I would say that, uh, number one, it is God's will that your city be covered in prayer. I believe night and day prayer by the local churches. And I believe this will be a greatest benefit for the local church. So many pastors think, well, I don't know if I want to get involved in that. It'll, it'll change your church from the inside out. And so when I got the vision for it, I, I called the leading guy in our city that I knew and asked him what he thought. And like you said, in any city or county, there's generally people who have been carrying prayer there for a long time. Mm. And uh, sometimes they're pastors. And if they're pastors, what we found is that pastors can get pastors involved in this. And so we felt it was very important that we really go after the pastors to help build a movement that they could help lead in their congregation and for our city. So it began relationally. I remember when I went to a local pastor in our church of a good sized church and sat down with him and said, I want to tell you about this. God has called us to do this. And would you be willing to adopt a day of prayer? And I remember him saying, yes, we'll adopt the first Wednesday. And I was like, you will. I was shocked that he actually wanted to do it. I was like, wow. But I think go relationally and find out what God's already doing in the city, find out he's already moving. And, and if, if he's not, you know, if there aren't pastors that are carrying it, you be the one. But be humble and always let them understand we're not taken from your church. We want to bless the church and we're here for the city. That was a major revelation for me is that God didn't bring me here just to start a church in Austin in 1993. He brought us here to help be a part of change in the city. So I, I would say start relationally and, and build friendships and go to lunch and ask God to or more on it. I think adopting a day prayer, asking people to do it is a huge way because it brings unity immediately. Well, it, it gives you a, just a practical step, you know, right. just a handle. I, anybody could do that. Any church, exactly. anywhere, any city could do that. Totally. They may not be able to do other things, but they could do that. And, and it's a simple toe in the water that you get in the water and then pretty soon you're, you're swimming, you know, chest high. <laughs> in the movement of prayer. You know, our buddy Brent Brooks out in Reno, uh, you guys know him and, and, and he, he asked us, what do I do? I want to see something. I said, well, maybe you just take some pastors to lunch. You know, you eat every day. So just go take some guys to lunch. He discovered six different movements in groups and they were all praying for the same thing for revival and awakening. And none of the groups knew they existed. The other ones existed and we got them together. I, I think the first year there was 400 uh, leaders that met and some of them came weeping up the steps of the church and they say, you too, you too, you too. And it was just, I mean, wow. off. so God was obviously orchestrating that, but it took a man that God used to help bring that together. And right. uh, it's awesome. Well, this is so great, and we could talk all day and night. We have done that a few times. And uh, anything else you would add to that? And, and uh, I want you to say another word about your book, where it can be 
purchased? Because uh, really, it's an invaluable tool. I would say, uh, Bill and Trey, I, 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 I'm not saying this in any kind of mystical way, but I can just about guarantee you somebody is watching this podcast right now or listening to this podcast and God is putting it on your heart. You are the man to That's do right. this in your city, in your church, with your friends. And it, you know, it, it, it won't look exactly like what's happening in Austin any more than Austin looks like what's happening in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. but start, just start it. And, you know, no time spent in prayer is wasted time. Mm -hmm. That is time with God and mm -hmm. God will honor that and he will bless it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know somebody is watching right now who feels that burning in their heart. And, uh, it, and that's how this has continued to spread. And that's yeah. why we are all where we are today, because that fire caught hold of our hearts and it's happening across the country. It's if if the devil thought he was going to kill the prayer movement with COVID, he is very wrong about that. Yeah, it almost has accelerated multiplied it. It has yeah. accelerated it. No question. Yeah. Well, Trey, tell us one more time the book and where we can get it. Yep. Uh, City of Prayer. Uh, it's published Prayer Shop. Yeah, and I've got it. It's over there in my. <laughs> my you, come on, Bill. You got to get your that now. I'm oh, not. I wasn't prepared. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. So you can you can get on Amazon <laughs> if you want to get multiple copies. Which you know we're not trying to sell books, but we're trying to help people. We get calls regularly from cities in the United States and outside saying we got your book. We gave it to some pastors and said read this. Let's let's do this together in our city. Let's see what God does. It just lays it out real simply. So prayershop.org, you know, you can get the cheapest way to get multiple copies or Amazon, whatever you want. But it's been a blessing and we're thankful that that Prayer Shop published it, but it, that it, pastors are getting it and giving it to their friends. And it gives them a place to start. Like like we said, it doesn't have to look like our movement. It's not gonna. God's got a unique thing he's going to do there. But uh, uh, so we're seeing it spread. You know, America Praise is in Austin and, and it's spreading around the world. And so there's just incredible movements that are going on all over the place that uh, we all want to unify together, too. And that's yeah. where you had us on today. Well, thank you so much for taking your time. And I know our folks listening really appreciate it. And uh, and we will look forward to the explosion of God's activity across our nation and, it's you know, I, I was reading this book about the 1857 revival uh, recently, Roy Fish's book. And I thought, you know, they're going to they're going to, I think, write a book one day about the about the 2022 uh, mm. awakening in Amen. America. And it may be around the world. You know, the Welsh revival, yeah. that's the whole world. Yeah. And and uh, maybe uh, it ignites the church in such a way, revives the church that the gospel goes out to every tongue, tribe, and nation, and then the end will come. Wouldn't that be something? Amen. That's the and, goal. Uh, we, we pray for that. So thanks, guys. And uh, I know we'll have you on again, but we really Love appreciate it. Love you, Bill. It. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Bill. It was amazing. And what a powerful testimony of what yeah. God's doing in Austin, it's Texas. Happening. Yeah, right now. Right. So, And it just reminds me, as you were sharing, and I was thinking, God loves unity. Oh, boy. Yeah, and, and he loves family. Mm -hmm. he loves and when 
when pastors and churches put aside those, mm. those differences. You know, you, you see this in John 17, you know, that there's something powerful about unity. Mm-hmm. But there's also this reality that unity invites power. Yeah. That you get, God's not playing a game here. Mm-hmm. That when he looks down and he sees sons and daughters that actually mm-hmm. love one another and can be entrusted that express themselves in different churches, he goes, well, I can manifest myself right there. Wow. I can make myself known because they, they have the character and the integrity of relationship mm-hmm. that can carry the anointing and power right. inside of that. Wow. You know, I, I called you, I don't know if you remember this, the other night. Yeah. And you were on the road right. traveling back from Alabama with your five children. That's right. And the minute I picked up <laughs> the connected, I could hear the kids. Just yeah, right. They were arguing about something. Yeah, oh, sure. And I mean, I had a you did flashback. <laughs> and I had a flashback because we had eight kids. So we had a Suburban. Yeah. Every seat was filled. And then we there were 10 of us all together. So then you put two in the way back, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when you're going down the road and you're fighting and arguing and yeah. you know, which happens with a family, sure. it's not much fun. No. And you have to stop and discipline sure. somebody and do right. this. But there are moments in mm-hmm. a family mm-hmm. and I I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I I can remember right now that were the sweetest things as a father. Yeah. When all of my kids were in unity. Yeah. When they were uh, laughing together, right. when we were singing together. Right. That and we didn't have to stop. We didn't right. have to interrupt that. We could really take off. Right. So God that wants that for His church. And there's one church That's in a right. city. Right. One. Right. Different expressions and streams, which sure. is great. Right. But but there's really one church, mm-hmm. and we need to recognize that right. and cooperate with God in uniting that church together. That's right. For the glory of God. So. I know that's your prayer, and it's certainly our prayer, right. and and uh, we want to pray about it right now. Let's do it. Right now. Let me lead us. And okay. Father, uh, we're just so grateful for these truths that history really has changed among friends and that you, uh, your unity is powerful. Yes. Getting there takes your power. Yes. And when we get there, Lord, it invites I your agree. power. So, Lord, thank you for that. And, Lord, we just want to be a part of it in our city. Please. And I pray, Father, for people who are listening, where they're in a city. I've got a dear friend of mine who's planting a church in a city of 500 people hmm. here in Arkansas. Whether we're in that church, city or a church of 50,000 or 500,000 or 5 million, mm-hmm. Lord, you are not limited. And you know where your church is. And I pray, Father, we would cooperate with you in inviting the presence of God together to our cities. Yeah. Lord Jesus, I can't pray it better than you did. Uh, would Would you help us to be one? Mm-hmm. Spirit of God, would you bring us together, Lord? And, I, and so I pray for a listener today uh, that they would uh, go and be a friend. Mm-hmm. Lord, would you give us the courage to step across uh uh, any kind of differences, any kind of divides, Lord, for people that truly love Jesus as the only way and believe the Bible and long for a move of God mm-hmm. and go be a friend. Mm-hmm. Go and be a good friend to someone and in in that, gain one as well. Mm-hmm. God, that, and it would, it would bring you, our dad, much pleasure, mm-hmm. much pleasure. Right. 
Uh, and then, Lord, I, I pray you would meet that with power. Mm-hmm. You go, you know, I'm going to do something right there with them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something in that city right there because I can entrust my glory mm-hmm. to them. So, Lord, let it be so in cities all across our nation in this season, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to remind you again of this resource uh, that can help you in this. Everything we've talked about today, go to onecry.com. Again, there are four streams you can jump in, personal revival, church revival, community revival, national revival. Go to that community revival, if this is on your heart, and download a free download of how to invite God's manifest presence to your city. That's right. And, and there are all kinds of practical tools. You won't believe how much is in this piece of practical tools and books and resources to help you do exactly that. And uh, so thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next week. 